What? your theme song this is my theme song yeah yeah i'm every woman it's all in me can we have a little of that in the beginning of this you bet remember how oprah they used to shoot her out that door and that was the theme song for that i see Corey turning down his volume when it needs no, to go I'm, up i am uh. actually turning it up i'm just <laughs> not because i wanted to hear that more loudly but just because it needs to be a little yeah, louder yeah, i hear you um yeah that's gosh. our new theme song no i'm joking <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah do, I don't, do you I don't remember? Know did you, you ever watch that. the Oprah show? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, not as a attentive viewer, but, but like, it, if Tom Cruise was on jumping on the couch or something, you'd probably I probably saw Lynn, yeah. that clip. Um, but it was, you know, on television in my household as a as a youth. Yeah, I think I, for I think I would catch it occasionally yeah. if I was ever home after school. There throw, you go. throw that on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if it were an entertainment-related topic, yeah. that would be more interesting than the, you know, tabloid shit that a lot of talk talk shows concern themselves with at the time. I wonder if she still uses that song. That was several seasons that that was mm. the Whitney was sort of her launch into the room. Anyway, um, how are you? How are uh, you, Corey? You know, um, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm happy to be here to talk about movies and a special uh, what's up, ding dongs to all the kittens and Corey heads mm. out there. I do need to You're start things. Ready. Every woman. Oh man, yeah. Well, I am uh, every woman. Um, I, I, I <laughs> wanted to start things on a, on a bit of a, a somber note uh, oh, and dedicate this episode of Side Talks to my my sweet beloved kitty cat Penelope, who is oh. who is lost to us. Uh, she passed away. Uh, she was she was the best. So R.I.P. Penelope. This one's for you up there and and kitty cat heaven. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, it happens. It's so, it's so sad. Yeah. I lost my kitty during the pandemic and um my kitty august i had you know august and louis and yeah. the Lumiere brothers um and yeah that it's hard it's really gut-wrenching i think people don't give us enough space and time with when an animal dies it's kind of like oh well that was your cat but no that was like a member of your family yeah and there's like a weird presence that's now gone in your life you know that's right Anyway, uh, she was definitely weird. <laughs> she's Does a, she have a nickname? Uh, she was uh, Penelope, aka Penny, aka Gollum. Um, she had a lot of nicknames. Yeah, because she kind of looked like Gollum. Gollum like was Gollum. her official she cutie, uh, though. She cutie. Uh, middle name, in fact, it's on her little urn. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so, to all the to all the R.I.P. kitties out there, we love you. Yeah, we do. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk about movies instead of um, late beloved pets. R.I.P. Man. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. fight. Time for a five-minute fight, and we got a fresh one. Today. We do. <laughs> that um, sounded really gross. A fresh, <laughs> a fresh catch. Um, no, we're going to talk about Emerald Fennell's new movie, Saltburn. Brad, um, can you go ahead and start the timer? So, uh. You like this I movie. Like I, I did, I did. I, I didn't really like it very much. I've, I'm about at the same place I am with Priscilla on this, which is like, I respect the attempt. It's, it it's an ambitious movie. It is a very ambitious movie. It didn't come together for me. This is the second me. feature. This is her second film after Promising Young Woman, which you and I both really, really like. Really, really like. And so maybe your expectations were too high, but I had a good time. I really didn't know where this thing was going. Yeah. I enjoyed myself. I thought the cinematography was brilliant. It's I a thought beautiful there were, movie. There are a couple of moments, like the, the flip shot uh-huh. with him where that's the sky that's shot. a great shot yeah. and the opening 
where you have this sort of really cool graphic. I don't know. There's a, there were a few moments where I thought I don't necessarily walk away from every movie thinking about a, like a like a photograph, right? Uh-huh. Like a moment. So I really appreciated that. And again, I, I was kind of along for the ride. I thought the performances were super strong. Cinematography, as I mentioned, super strong. I like the soundtrack. It's strangely sort of situated in what 2006 or something, yeah, something like that. Like that. And so it's like, why is it at this point in time? Um, I mean, I'm sure that if we were to sort of break it down and think through it critically, there's some there are probably some reasons there. But uh, I kind of like that it felt a little random at points. Mm-hmm. I, what's your problem, man? I, my problems really come from the screenplay, um, uh, and th- they are a little uh, spoilery. So I'm not going to go into a ton of detail. I think that the last. 15 minutes okay. of this sort of sets up, you know, there, there is almost a reveal or, you know, what the movie sort of presents as a twist yep. that to me was abundantly clear. And I was a little confused as to why the movie was presenting. Probably this didn't as, need to do that. It, I'm not ba- baby bathwater. Right. So yeah. I hear what you're saying. And I kind of, I had that feeling too, but then let me tell you what okay. happened for me. And uh-huh. I don't know if this happened for you, but the, the very last scene, it's, it's great kind of pulled it from the fire for yeah, me. It, so I don't really, Brad, I don't really think Corey's even arguing with me here. Do you hear know. this? No, it's more like of a I'm five just minute, right, I mild think. disagreement because I, I don't think the movie totally works. I think that the casting of Barry Keoghan in particular as the, you know, the central weird little freak um, kind of tips the movie's hand a little bit because he kind of always plays weird little freaks and i think but that's if, that's his that's his know, deal and look at you, the guy i think if you cast somebody who presented themselves or who was less established as that sort of character the turns into weird freakdom would have been a little more surprising and fresh it, okay, it, it feels I kind of expected coming from him i will say like the other performances in the movie largely work for me I buy into Jacob Elordi far more here than I did in Priscilla. I think he's really good in this movie. He's had a busy few months. Yeah, he has. Uh, Rosamund Pike is hilarious. I mean, there are a lot of like... So funny, this thing. Yeah, it is really funny. There are a lot of laugh out loud moments. You know, fundamentally, though, uh, it it's a little shaggy. I don't know okay. if you need that prologue entirely set at Oxford. I don't know if every I single like thing. I like being at Oxford. Like I really enjoyed it. It just slows down the pace. I, whatever, man. I was like happy crawl. to be in the room. Do you know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah, I hear so you. So is it, it a little too long? Sure, but ultimately, it, and it, I'll tell you what it feels. It feels a little rushed toward the end. I get yes, you there, it does. and it and so I'm not going to disagree with you there. But at the same time, like I I don't there's. I enjoyed being part of this world. I enjoyed being in there with everybody. I don't. I, I don't necessarily want it to to be shorter. I wish it would. I, I might agree it's a little shaggy, but I, it doesn't. Again, not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Did you mm. call time on us, or am I? Nope. Okay, good, good. So, I, I, but I think you're wrong about the casting. I think he's really, really good in this. And this, how do you find somebody who's like, is he attractive? Question mark. I think that's a hard thing to do. And yeah. that is that dude. He's kind of got pretty eyes, but then sometimes you look at him and he looks like a little mole. Like I, I can't <laughs> figure out what this dude's deal is, and he's he's a bit of a chameleon, and I I like that, that and I think it works for this. That works really well in the killing of a sacred deer. It works really well in. Uh, the Banshees of Inna Sharon. Here, it just it Bullshit. doesn't work Bullshit. that well for and me. And I think he plays it well. Like I, I'll tell you where I was definitely pulled in directions that I that I would like to go back and watch this thing uh-huh. and, and question myself about was that sometimes I felt really sympathetic for him and I was really thinking that he was not villainous. And then other times I thought this guy is completely and utterly villainous. Like I really I kind of see, I, I didn't get that shift. at all because I well, I was just on, on team like this guy is a fucked up little freak the whole no, time. See, and that's where I think you're wrong because. I 
and I think what's the central core argument here for you and part of your issue with mm-hmm. the casting is that I think that's ultimately is the message is like, who is the bad guy in this whole thing? Like those are, these well, are terrible are. fucking yeah, people. All of them are like the, the ultimate message is like, what happens when the worst people you've ever met in your life meet this weird little freak <laughs> meet, meet, who, the, meet the other worst person yeah. like, like the worst rich people in the world and like you know conceptually middle class dude in the world yeah pretty like, much like conceptually i'm into that i just don't think it's it's oh, fully I well executed. i think you're, i just think you're wrong i think this is a really great film you know i it, does it have problems sure but it, she's get i will say she's she came out the gate really really strong yeah. now i feel like she's kind of getting her legs playing in different territory and and that's cool because i enjoyed it 90 percent more than most shit i see in when i go to the to the yeah, cinema i don't know. You know did you did you also sorry brad we'll we'll, we'll turn it over to you in just a second you're good but did you find it you know particularly shocking or outrageous because i'm not sure i did no but i do think that there's certain things we don't do and this isn't really a spoiler maybe just something to look forward to or not to look forward to and that is like i don't think that we you know i don't think we fuck gravesides do you know what i mean we like, tend not to fuck gravesides you know i just think that like that, that there's some like attempt to kind of go against all of our taboos but it just feels like tumblr edge lordy kind of i disagree stuff that i disagree it's just put in there i to thought that was really generate memes no i disagree i think i think this is a next level eat the rich question mark Eh. kind of film and i think that i thought that part was well it went on a little too long i did think the thrusting into into the fresh grave was um was it was a big middle finger and i appreciated it well we've all been there and and now we turn it over to a guy who knows all about this subject (laughs) take your take your dick jar with you to this film by the way everyone yeah there are so many Uh, lots of dicks oh my goodness well i wouldn't say lots of dicks there's lots of one dick oh for real okay primarily right that's the only dick i saw did maybe i want one there was another one when i went to the bathroom no i i think it's one primarily dick. just one but like he's he's showing it he it's like it's everywhere i mean <laughs> good for him like I, I don't i don't have any problem with that all right well i feel like so first of all i had seen this i didn't realize that i'd seen this trailer but i watched it when you guys told me what the argument was today and i was kind of like Oh, I might want to watch this movie, but you can never tell with trailers, right? Sometimes sure. it's a great trailer, shitty movie, whatever. But I'll I'll just say that um, I don't know. After hearing Rachel give her side, she made me want to watch the movie, and I felt like Corey, you had a lot of good things to say about it, even though you were on the negative. <laughs> no, I know. laugh out loud moments. Sure, you know. I'm. I would say I'm. I'm ultimately mixed on this movie, just like I'm mixed gotcha. on Priscilla. But you know. For the purposes of this five-minute fight, I guess. But sure. but here's the thing. It wasn't like we were scrounging this time. No. He, I said, what's right. going on? Have you seen anything you really didn't like? And he kind of gave me a list of stuff. And we both, agree- we both agreed on a couple of things that we thought were pretty damn solid. We both like Thanksgiving, spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, Thanksgiving's good. But mm-hmm. um, but then he was like, I didn't really like Saltburn. I said, ooh, well, I'm, I've been looking forward to seeing it. So I'm sneaking out today to go ch- catch it because I feel like maybe I'll like it. And sure enough. So it he this wasn't even us scratching at something. Right. You know? No, it's just, you know. Feelings aren't very strong. Rachel wins. Yeah, bitch. I've been on the upswing. I mean, Brad, I (laughs) do think you should see it at some point because it is is worth seeing just to discuss how fucking crazy and weird it is because it definitely is crazy and weird. I, I, I like it. I think, uh, but here's the thing and, and not to spend a lot of time on this, this movie is garnering some 
particularly viciously negative Come on. responses I as, like as promising Good. young woman did. Good. I don't really understand that. Like, it, you know, I in- think women can't tell these fucking stories. That's part of what I think. Mm. I'm not even, I'm not even just playing the card. I really don't think people are comfortable with women doing and playing in the world that she's playing in quite frequently. Mm. And I will say the like, I did at one point during the film, and I'm in there alone by myself. Well, I, I did have um, I did have some mozzarella sticks with me. Sure, but you know I'm by myself, and like there's a dude who chose the seat like two seats over for me for whatever yeah, fucking yeah, reason. But fine. But like I did say to myself out loud, "Fuck," during the bathtub sure. slurping scene. Yeah, I, uh, I was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't like, know what that means, but I don't like those fuck. words together. Yeah, um, it's it's distressing and so i I was not i was nauseated at several points and Mm. maybe that's part of it but um but yeah Uh, you know i I, but then then i'm like fist pump you know i'm like yeah go bitch go let's do it let's get let's let's do this i just i walked out of it and i was like all right provocateur but not a successful provocation for me yeah i hear you but people are bitching people are bitching so i guess you know i guess she achieved her objective to some degree yeah I won. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. Show me that show and tell me that smile. Don't waste another minute. You love it. You love uh, when sure. I sing. You love when I sing. I have got a show and tell for you today. Listen, let me tell you, this is a double down. Uh-huh. Because not only is show and tell this visual thing that we do, not really meant for the podcast medium. But it's in addition to that, I've got a I've got a, a little visual aid today, a little show and tell item today that not everybody's going to get anyway. And so you are you saw me get the box yeah. out. You know where I'm oh, going with this. Look hey at Corey, that. would you like to play a game? Oh, this is the sort of ceramic replica of the crazy spirit summoning hand from the A24 film Talk to Me. It's solid, dude. Which can Oh my god, this is heavy. Now, this thing is ostensibly an incense burner as well. It's got a little bowl that you could pack with incense and a little hole on one of the fingers that you could, you know, pull smoke uh, incense smoke uh, of course, out of. So it's got that going for it. But it's also very, very hefty. It's got all these drawings and, and names and words, just like in the film. And when I take it by the hand, oh, what am I feeling right now? I am <laughs> summoning the spirit realm. And oh, ah, yeah, this is great. Um, so let me, oh just God. T- let me just tell you that. My girl was like, don't you fucking hold that hand. <laughs> don't you fucking hold it. And I like went to like shake it. And she was like, dude, don't fucking do it. Uh, so let me just ask y'all a question so cool. real quick since this thing's on the table. Uh-huh. Brad, Corey, you guys go to a party and people are saying that there's this hand thing, this little sort of statue. And that it is, if you shake it, you know, and hold it long enough that a, a spirit enters your body and takes over and you get to participate a little bit in, in being possessed. And, but, then, but then, you know, blow a candle out, everything's cool. Do you do it? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Is that a No fucking Have we way. gotten lame? Maybe. We just, yeah, because I feel like at 16 I would have been like, yeah, bitch, bring me the fucking hand. Let's go. Which is kind of the film, you know, like they're all like, I want to do it. I want to do it. We were all on a Ouija board, like playing around. Now I'm like, no, bitch. No, 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 no. I'm not not fucking around with that. Put the spirit hand away. (laughs) Uh, I am not 
And I would have never, even as a teenager, been like, yeah, let's fuck around with incomprehensible supernatural forces. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Those teens in that movie were, and I'm going to go out on a limb to say this, this very brave statement. They were reckless with that hand, and I don't think they should have used it that way. And I'll stand they by that. They got what was coming to them. <laughs> oh, man. We're old. Uh, yeah, but this is an amazing, isn't it? It's gonna, I think it's gonna look great on a shelf. I love yeah. this thing. And if you want your own, you know, we're not being paid by A24, but A24.com. But guess what? It is on back order, I believe. I don't oh. think this is something you can get anybody for uh, for the holiday. So well, I'm very fortunate to have it here. Yeah, protecting it with my life. It's going right up next to my, you know, my Taylor Swift merch that I'm not even going to talk about because I don't want to get robbed. <laughs> um, yeah, this goes right. This goes well with with Taylor. Um, <laughs> She'd love it. Sure. I'm sure she would. A24. Um, I know that, again, you're not giving us money. You're not sponsoring us. But, uh, you know, maybe think about it. Maybe think about it. Um, I'll I'll take sponsorship in, in Blu-ray screeners Oh, yeah. We, we'll just like, take merch. Like, yeah. what if we all just got a, something like this sent to us every month? We'll just, take it. Yeah. You know? Send me, like, a Blu-ray copy of Zone of Interest. Uh, I mean, Occupied I don't think City. we're getting anywhere. I can barely let them. They barely let us screen their films. Oh, oh sorry, A24. We love you. We do love you. Okay. Hand That's that an hand, amazing bitch. hand. Well, thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast, where your own personal cinematic Wonka's perfectly purple pancakes oh. and hover chalk pancake tacos. Uh, what? Have you seen the ad? Is this oh. is this like new like Wonka movie tie-in? Oh food? yeah, and your boy uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh huh. Sh- how do you say Chalamet? Sure. Yeah. You do, do you say it like that? You say it with a little accent? Of course. Um, he is. His voice is on just supporting these pancakes. He is doing the voiceover for IHOP on these. IHOP. Well. And uh, I had to stop. I'm telling you, I had to stop and look it up immediately because I knew right away. I was like, ooh, I'm bringing this to the podcast. All right. And if you are driving right now, when, as soon as you get to a safe stopping place, go to IHOP.com because what you need to do is see these pancakes in action. Let me describe them to you. I mean, the the image of it, y'all, is while I'm talking, Corey, you might just want to do a a quick IHOP.com on this because it is four purple buttermilk milk pancakes layered with creamy cheesecake mousse and topped with purple cream cheese icing, whipped topping, and, of course, gold glitter sugar. And on the website, the sugar's just drifting down in a magical little whirlwind of sugar onto a a, a little stack of pancakes, which whatever I'm describing right now, it's it, the image is actually next. Uh, Am I wrong? This is next, it's so much worse than I than than it even sounds. Why is it purple? And the hover chalk, which I had trouble, I'm just having trouble saying. Am I saying that right? Hover chalk pancake tacos are three silver dollar chocolate pancakes folded and filled with chocolate chips, creamy cheesecake mousse. Because you know they're doing that thing where you've got to, if you've got an ingredient, you've got to use it in 14 items or whatever. Oh my God. Fresh sliced strawberries, and of course, a delicate chocolate drizzle, served for some reason with extra strawberries on the side. This is dessert. These aren't, yeah. this isn't breakfast. I mean, that layer of purple over them is insane. <sighs> so question, do you eat, would you eat these? Cause I'm, I'm going, yes. You know what I mean? Like I'm going, yes. Absolutely <laughs> not. This, <laughs> this is almost as hazardous as the talk to me hand. No way. <laughs> I'm going to have a bite. I'm going to have a bite, Brad. Uh, maybe a bite. IHOP sponsor us, please. 
Please. Okay, so what are you going to do? Are you going to be Wonka's Perfectly Purple Pancakes, or are you the Hover Chalk Pancake Taco? I'm going to be the Hover Chalk Pancake Taco. That's not taco. a bad choice. Yeah, because the purple, the purple cream cheese icing kind of is wigging me out a little bit. Yeah, I hear that. But anyway, I'm at the top of the page here, so whatever. Thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. We appreciate you. And thank you to Boutwell Studios and Brad. You are welcome. Thank you so much for putting this darn show together. And visit us online at sidewalkfest.com or follow us on social media at Sidewalk Film. We're showing all kinds of movies at the cinema, including oh my God. some. So many good holiday films yeah, coming up. We haven't released the lineup yet, but. I am so excited about this. I haven't really seen you in person since. Uh-huh. I just want to see. Are you excited, too, that we've I got Gremlins? Gremlins. With Zach Galligan, who is the lead. Billy himself. Oh, my gosh. Going to be here to do a Q&A with us, sign some merch afterwards. What? Yeah. I know. I, I'm so psyched out of my mind. And when is it? Um, it is on December the 15th. That sounds right. Yep. Sweet. And he is genuinely, I've been talking a lot with him. He's uh-huh. genuinely a nice guy. And it's always fun to have a conversation with somebody who your 12 year old self would have just been like, high fived me. Yeah, you know? that's right. I would have thought this was the, I would have been like, I'm going to grow up and be so cool. And like older me would have to be like, oh, child, you have no fucking idea. <laughs> it's not like that at all, but okay, good. Um, anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely going to get a photo with him and, and a little, you know, we got to bring a little gizmo or something. Of course, we have together. that gizmo mask. You got to wear oh, it. Oh, yeah, I love it. Anyway, um, that's just one of the things we're doing, right? Yeah. What are got, you most excited about? Probably. Well, I think you know what I'm most excited Phantom about. Phantom Thread. I yeah, bet. Phantom yeah. Thread, one of my the, favorite the movies. Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, probably my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie, getting to see that on the big screen again is going to be a treat. But I know that a lot of millennials out there are going to, in particular, be excited to see two 90s family classics, yeah. The Muppet Christmas Carol and Jingle All the Way on the big screen. What too. a good little lineup. Yeah. I'm feeling really, really good about it. So keep an eye out for that because we got a ton of Christmas stuff. And we have, I think as a musician, you might find this kind of cool. We've got The Snowman with a live score by Iron Giant Percussion. Yeah. Hell yeah. Which That's I gonna think is cool. going to be really neat too. So Absolutely. We're trying to bring some extra special eventy kind of stuff to the cinema. Um, and, you know, uh, let me just say this. We're going to screen poor things at some point, but they've been pushing us down the road with this thing so it's looking like january before we're going to be able to put it on the screen but i'm excited about this film i am too it's it looks really interesting and crazy and uh, i can't wait to put it on the screen at sidewalk i'm looking forward to it yeah keep an eye on sidewalkfest.com follow us on instagram and facebook if you still do that and we even sometimes get up on tiktok i think whoa so follow us on the socials and get our sign up for our newsletter because you want to know about this stuff first i do think the gremlins thing will probably sell out yeah probably all right well we'll see you at some of those movies if you come out and join us bye-bye batwell studios podcast division your words our expertise